0: Chapter 19 In which Sophie
1: expresses her feelings with Weedkiller.
0: Howell opened the shop door toward the end of the afternoon and sauntered in whistling. He seemed to have got over the mandrake route. It did not make Sophie feel any better to find that he had not gone to Wales after all. She gave him her fiercest, fiercest glare. Merciful heavens, Howl said. I think that turned me to stone. What's the matter? Sophie only snarled.
2: What suit are you wearing?
0: Howl looked down at his black garments. Does it matter? Yes, growled Sophie.
2: Don't give me that about being in mourning. Which one is it really?
0: Howell shrugged and held up one trailing sleeve as if he were not sure which it was. He stared at it, looking puzzled. The black color of it ran downward from his shoulder into the pointed hanging tip. His shoulder and the top of his sleeve grew brown, then gray while the pointed tip turned inkier and inkier until Hal was wearing a black suit with one blue and silver sleeve whose end seems to have been dipped in tar. That one, he said, and let the black spread back up to his shoulder again. Somehow, Sophie was somehow more annoyed than ever, she gave a wordless grump of rage and do you know where you are you are in an endless epic and here there be dragons the better question is do you know where i am and are you my mother right there no no all right well that's unfortunate uh, in any case, then I suppose we should welcome everyone back to Endless Epic. We are on the 18th chapter of Howl's Moving Castle, and Sophie's in a mood.
1: She is in a mood.
0: We, we kind, of,
1: kind of trailed over from the last chapter.
0: Right. Uh, we had um, blazed through the last chapter, if you will. We had smoked yes. and smoldered our way through the last chapter. Uh, Smitty had some things to do, so last episode was a little bit sparse. So to make up for it, um, Diana Wynne Jones made this chapter extra long. Yeah,
1: <laughs> twice as long as the normal chapter. <laughs> and both of us have nowhere to be, so we'll be here for at least. An hour. I mean,
0: I mean, bed and and I, I have I still have videos I have to shoot this evening, but nah, you know, sh- I, either sh- way, either way. No, so sophie's in a bit of a mood there there was a, there was a small moment where it looked as though uh her and Howell were going to have a uh, a, a sort of bonding if you will um
1: <sighs> well i came out of nowhere <sighs> no it came out of your body
0: well i mean same thing sorry and uh you know they, they, uh they didn't end up doing that. It, it it looked very much like they were going to uh, sort of become friends after the fight with the witch, and yeah. uh, Sophie just became all the more irritated with our 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 uh, famous dude bro friend Howl Pendragon.
1: <laughs> she definitely did. It's it's quite comical because it uh, I think it perfectly. Um, uh, uh, it, like accentuates that old like saying i don't know it's not really a saying but like the the difference between love and hate is such a thin line
0: <laughs> right uh,
1: and and this is just such a well, perfect example of that and it's such a it's such
0: a different in uh, like feel an environment from what we get in the film as well
1: oh for sure yeah. because
0: here we have this incredible tension and almost deep-seated loathing that they have f- for each other. Yeah, And somehow in in less than 40 pages they're going to uh, have a thing for each
1: other. Somehow. It's pretty impressive, man. I gotta give it to her. She, they, she, she packs I, and I thought it, she packed a lot into the last four chapters i was completely wrong she packs a lot into the last two chapters because <laughs> like no, you're wrong a lot has happened in the last two chapters but like there's so much more like that has to go down still
0: yeah and it, it's exciting. it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a thing for sure
1: it is it all
0: is. right picking it up with you buddy yes sir <laughs> sophie howl said in his most laughing pleading way the dog man pushed open the yard door and shambled in Shambledin. he never would let Howell talk to sophie for long
1: Howell stared at it you've got an old english sheepdog now
0: he said as if he was glad of the distraction
1: two dogs are going to take a lot of feeding
2: there's only one dog
1: Sophie said crossly he's under a oh, that's so he's under a spell
2: he is
0: said Howl and he set off toward the dog with a speed that showed he was quite, quite glad to get away from Sophie this of course was the last thing the dog man wanted and he backed away Howl pounced and caught him by two handfuls of shaggy hair before he could reach the door. So he is, he said, and knelt down to look at what could be seen as a
1: sheepdog's eye. Sophie, he said, What do you mean by not telling me about this? This dog is a man, and he's in a terrible state. Howell whirled round on one knee, still holding
0: the dog, Sophie looked into Howl's glass marble glare and realized that Howl was angry now really angry good Sophie felt like a fight
2: you could have noticed you're for yourself
0: she said glaring back daring Howl to do his worst with green slime
2: anyway the dog didn't want
0: Howl was too angry to listen He jumped up and hauled the dog across the tiles.
1: I know. Okay, there's hell. And so I would have done if I hadn't had things on my mind. He said. Come on, I want you in front of Calcifer.
0: The dog braced all four shaggy feet. Howl lugged at it braced and sliding Michael! he yelled there was a particular sound to that yell which brought Michael running
1: and did you know this dog was really a man?
0: Howell asked as he and Michael dragged the reluctant mountain of a dog up the stairs
1: he's not is he?
0: Michael asked shocked and surprised Then I let you off and just blame Sophie. (laughs) Howl said, hauling the dog through the broom cupboard.
1: Anything like this is always Sophie. But you knew, didn't you, Calcifer? He said as
0: the two of them dragged the dog in front of the hearth. Calcifer retreated until he was bent backward against the chimney.
2: You never asked,
1: he said. Do I have to ask you? How old is it? Alright. I should have noticed myself. But you disguise me. Disgust me. He does Calcifer. both of those
0: things, but yeah, disgust is yeah. the... <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Compared with the way the witch treats her demon, you live, in a revolting, you live a revoltingly easy life. And all I ask in return is that you tell me things I need to know. This is twice you've let me down. Now help me get this creature to its own shape this minute. Calcifer was
0: an unusually sickly shade of blue.
2: All right.
0: He said sulkily. The dogman tried to get away, but Howl got his shoulder under its chest and shoved so that it went all the way up on its hind legs willy-nilly. Then he and Michael held it there.
1: What's the creature? What's the silly creature holding out for? Howell panted. This feels like one of the Witch of the Wastes again, doesn't it?
2: Yes. There are several layers of it,
1: said Calcifer. Let's get the
0: dog part off anyway, said Howell. Calcifer surged to a deep, roaring blue sophie watching prudently from the door of the broom cupboard saw the shaggy dog shape fade away inside the man shape it faded to dog again then back to man blurred then hardened finally Howell and michael were each holding an arm of the ginger-haired man in a crumpled brown suit sophie was not surprised she had not recognized him Apart from his anxious look, his face was almost totally lacking in personality.
1: Now, who are you, my friend? Howell asked
0: him. The man put his hands up and shakily felt his face.
2: I... I'm not sure. Calcifer said. The most recent name he answered to was Possible.
0: The man looked at Calcifer as if he wished Calcifer did not know this. Did I? He said.
1: Then we'll call you Parcival for now.
0: Howell said. He turned at the, do- the ex-dog round and sat him in the chair.
1: Sit there, take it easy, and tell us what you remember. By the feel of you, the witch had you for some time.
2: Yes,"
0: said Percival rubbing his face
1: again. "She took my head off." "I I remember being on a shelf looking for the rest of me."
0: Michael was astonished.
1: "But you'd be dead!" he protested. "Not necessarily," said Howell. "You haven't got that sort of witchcraft. You haven't got to that sort of witchcraft yet." But I could, take my, I could take any piece of you I wanted and leave the rest of you alive. If I went about it the right way. He frowned at the ex-dog. But I'm not sure the witch put this one back together properly.
0: Calcifer was obviously trying to prove that he was working hard for Howl and Sid.
2: This man is incomplete. And he has parts from other men, too.
0: Percival looked more distraught than ever. Don't
1: alarm him, Calcifer. Howled, said. He must feel bad enough anyway. Do you know why the witch took your head off, my friend?
0: He asked Percival.
1: No, said Percival. I don't remember anything.
0: Sophie knew that could not be true. She snorted, rather. Michael was suddenly seized with the most exciting idea. He leaned over Percival and asked,
1: Did you ever answer to the name of Justin or Your Royal Highness? Sophie
0: snorted again. She knew this was ridiculous even before Percival
1: said, No, the witch called me Gaston, but that isn't my name. Don't crowd him, Michael, said Howell. And don't make Sophie snort again. The mood she's in, she'll bring down the castle next time. <laughs> Though I that seemed to mean
0: Howl was no longer angry, Sophie found she was angrier than ever. She stomped off into the shop where she banged about, shutting the shop and putting things away for the night. She went to look at her daffodils. Something had gone horribly wrong with them they were wet brown things trailing out of a bucket full of the most poisonous smelling liquid she had ever come across
2: oh confound it all
0: sophie yelled what's all this now said Howell, arriving in the shop he bent over the bucket and sniffed
1: you seem to have a rather efficient weed killer here "'How about trying it on those weeds on the drive of the mansion?'
2: "'I will,'
1: said Sophie.
2: "'I feel like killing
0: something.' She She slammed around until she had found a watering can and stumped through into the castle with the can and the bucket, where she hurled open the door orange down onto the mansion drive. Percival looked up anxiously They had given him the guitar rather as a, as you gave a baby a rattle, and he was sitting making horrible twangings.
1: You go with her, Percival, Howell said. The mode she's in, she'll be killing all the trees, too.
0: Percival laid down the guitar and took the bucket carefully out of Sophie's hand. Sophie stumped out into a golden summer evening at the end of the valley. Everyone had been too busy up to now to pay much attention to the mansion. It was much grander than Sophie had realized. It had a weedy terrace with statues along the edge and steps down the drive. When Sophie looked back, on the pretext of telling Percival to hurry up, she saw the house was very big with more statues along the roof and rows of windows but it was derelict. Green mildew ran down the peeling wall from every window. Many of the windows were broken and the shutters that should have folded against the wall beside them were grey and blistered and hanging sideways. Ha. Huh. Said Sophie.
2: And think the... I think the least Hal could do is to make this place look a bit more lived in. But no. He's far too busy getting off to Wales.
0: Getting off to Wales sounds like an inappropriate thing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't just stand there, Possible. Pour some of what... of that stuff into the can and then come along behind me.
0: Percival meekly did as she said. He was no fun at all to bully. Sophie suspected that was why Howell had sent him with her. She snorted and took her anger out on the weeds. Whatever the stuff was that had killed the daffodils, it was strong. The weeds on the drive died as soon as it touched them. So did the grass at the sides of the drive until Sophie calmed down a little. The evening calmed her. The fresh air was blowing off the distant hills and the clumps of trees planted at the sides of the drive rustled majestically in it. Sophie weed-killed her way down a quarter of the drive.
2: You remember a great deal more than you're letting on,
0: she accused Percival while he refilled her can.
2: What did the witch really want with you? Why did she bring you into the shop with her that time?
1: She wanted to find out about Hal. Percival said,
2: How? Sophie said,
1: But you didn't know him, did you? No, but I must have known something. It had to do with the curse she put on him. Percival explained. But I have no idea what it is. Was she took it? <clears throat> Sorry. You see, after we came to the shop, I feel bad about that. I was trying to stop her, knowing because of the a curse is an evil thing. Oh, really?
2: <laughs>
1: and I did it by thinking about Letty. Letty was just in my head. I don't know how I knew her because Letty said she'd never seen me when I went to Upper Folding, but I knew all about her, enough so that when the witch made me tell her about Letty, I said she kept a hat shop in the market shipping, so the witch went there to teach us both a lesson, and you were there, she thought you were Letty, I was horrified because I didn't know Letty had a sister.
0: Sophie picked up the can and Weed killed generously, wishing the
2: Weeds were the witch. And she turned you into a dog straight after
1: that? Just outside the town, said Percival. As soon as I let her know what she wanted, she opened the carriage door and said, Off you run, I'll call you when I need you, and I ran, because I could feel some sort of spell following me. It caught up with me just as I got to a farm, and the people there saw me change into a dog and thought I was a werewolf and tried to kill me. I had to bite one of them to get away, but I couldn't get rid of the stick, and it stuck in the hedge, so I tried to get through. That was weird.
0: When I tried to get through, okay, I see it. Sophie Sophie Weed killed her way down another curve of
1: the drive as she listened.
2: Then you went to Mrs. Fairfax's?
1: Yes. I was looking for Letty. They were both very kind to me. Percival said. Even though they had never seen me before. And Wizard Hal kept visiting to court Letty. Letty didn't want him, and she asked me to bite him (laughs) to get rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) Until Hal suddenly began asking about you and...
0: Sophie narrowly missed weed-killing her shoe near narrowly missed weed killing her shoes since the gravel was smoking where the stuff met it this was probably just as well what
1: he said I know someone called Sophie who looks a little like you and and Letty said and, oh I'm sorry so a- that's a- me a- that's me and Letty said that's my sister without thinking Percival said and she got terribly worried then, particularly as Hal went on asking about her sister. Letty said she could have bitten her tongue off. The day you came there, she was being nice to Hal in order to find out how he knew you. Hal said you were an old woman, and Mrs. Fairfax said she had seen you. Letty cried and cried. She said something terrible has happened to Sophie, and the worst of it is she'll think she's safe from Hal. Sophie's too kind herself to see how heartless Hal is. And she's so upset that I managed to turn into a man long enough to say I'd go and keep an eye on you.
0: <coughs> Sophie spread weed killer in a great smoking arc.
2: Bother, Letty, it's very kind of her and I love her dearly for it. But I've been quite worried about her. But I do not need a watchdog.
0: Yes, you do, said Percival. Or you did.
1: I arrived far too late.
0: Sophie swung around, weed killer and all. Percival had to leap into the grass and run for his life behind the nearest tree. The grass died in a long brown swath behind him as he ran.
2: Curse everyone,
0: Sophie cried out. I've done with a lot of you she dumped the smoking water watering can in the middle of the drive and marched off through the weeds and towards the stone gateway
2: too late she muttered as she marched what nonsense hows not only Hartley sees impossible besides she added I'm an old woman
0: But she could not deny that something had been wrong ever since the moving castle moved, and even before that. And it seemed to tie up with the way Sophie seemed mysteriously unable to face either of her sisters.
2: And all the things I told the king are true.
0: She went on. She was going to march seven leagues on her own two feet and not come back. Show everyone. Who cared that poor Mrs. Penstemon had relied on Sophie to stop Howell from going to the bad? Sophie was a failure anyways. It came from being the eldest, and Mrs. Penstemon had thought Sophie was Howell's loving old mother anyways. Hadn't she? Or had she? Uneasily, Sophie realized that a lady whose trained eye could detect a charm sewn into a suit could surely have even more easily detected the stronger magic
2: of the witch's spell. Oh, confound that gray and scarlet suit, Sophie said. I refuse to believe that I was the one that got caught with it.
0: The trouble was that the blue and silver suit seemed to have worked just the same way. She stumped a few steps further. Anyway, she said with great relief, how doesn't like me. This reassuring thought would have been enough to keep Sophie walking all night, but had not a sudden familiar unease swept over her. Her ears had caught a distant talk, talk, talk. She looked sharply under the low sun, and there, on the road which wound away behind the stone gate, was a figure with outstretched arms Hopping, hopping. Sophie picked up her skirts, whirled around, and sped back the way she'd come. Dust and gravel flew up round her in clouds. Percival was standing forlornly in the dry beside the bucket and watering can. Sophie seized him and dragged him behind the nearest tree.
1: Is something wrong?
0: He said.
2: Quiet. It's that Trotted Scarecrow again,
0: Sophie gasped. She shut her eyes.
2: We're not here, she said. You can't find us. Go away, go away. Fast, fast, fast. But why?
0: said Percival.
2: Shut up. Not here, not here, not here.
0: Sophie said desperately. She opened one eye. The Scarecrow, almost between the gateposts, was standing still, swaying. Uncertainly.
2: That's right,
0: said Sophie.
2: We're not here. Go away fast. Twice as fast. Three times as fast. Ten times as fast. Go away.
0: And the scarecrow hesitantly swayed round on its stick and began to hop back up the road after the first few hops. It was going in giant leaps, faster and faster, just as Sophie has, had told it to do. Sophie hardly breathed and did not let go of Percival's sleeve until the Scarecrow was out of sight. <coughs> What's wrong with it? said Percival. Why didn't you want it? Sophie shuddered. Since the Scarecrow was out on the road, she did not dare leave now. She picked up the watering can and stumped back to the mansion. flutter A fluttering caught her eye as she went she looked up at the building and the fluttering was from a long white curtain blowing from an open French window beyond the statues of the Terrace the statues were now clean white stone and she could see curtains at most of the windows and glass too the shutters were now folded properly beside them newly painted white not a green stain nor a blister mark the new creamy plaster of the house front The front door was a masterpiece of black paint and gold scrollwork centering on a gilded lion with a ring in its mouth for a door knocker. Huh? Sophie said. She resisted the temptation to go in through the open window and explore. That was what Howell wanted her to do. She marched straight through the front door, seized the golden doorknob, and threw the door open with a crash. Howell and Michael were at the bench hastily dismantling a spell part of it must have been to change the mansion but the rest as Sophie well knew had to be a listening in spell of some kind as Sophie stormed in both their faces shot nervously toward her Calcifer instantly plunged down under his logs keep behind me Michael said Howell.
2: eavesdropper
0: Sophie shouted
2: Snooper
1: Howl well, said. kind of what's wrong? Do you want the shutters black and gold too?
2: You bareface Sophie stuttered. That wasn't the thing you heard. You, you how long have you known I was I,
1: I was who I am under a spell? said Howl. Well, now, uh, I told him, Michael said,
0: looking nervously round, Howell, my
1: <coughs> Letty. You, Sophie shrieked. The other Letty let the cat out of the bag, too, said Howell quickly. You know she did. And Mrs. Fairfax talked a great deal that day. There was a time when everyone seemed to be telling me, even Calcifer did, when I asked him. But do you honestly think I don't know my own business well enough not to spot a strong spell like that when I see it? I had several goes at taking it off of you when you weren't looking, but nothing seems to work. I took you to Mrs. Penstemon, hoping she could do something, but she evidently couldn't. I came to the conclusion that you'd like being in disguise disguise Sophie yelled it must be since you're doing it yourself he said what a strange family you are is your name really letty too
0: (laughs) this was too much for Sophie Percival edged nervously in just then carrying the half full bucket of weed killer Sophie dropped her can, seized the bucket from him, and threw it at Howell. Howell ducked, Michael dodged the bucket, and the weed killer went up in a sheet of sizzling green flame from floor to ceiling. The bucket clanged into the sink where all the remaining flowers died instantly.
2: "'Ow!'
0: said Calcifer from under his logs.
2: "'That was strong.'
0: Howell carefully picked the skull out from under the smoking brown remains of the flowers and dried it on one of his sleeves.
1: Of course it was strong, he said. Sophie never does anything by halves. The skull,
0: as Howell wiped it, became bright new white, and the sleeve he was using developed a faded blue and silver patch. Howell set the skull on the bench and looked at his see- sleeve ruefully. Sophie had, That's yeah, Sophie had half a mind to stump straight out of the castle again and away down the drive, but there was that scarecrow. She settled for stumping to the chair instead, where she sat and fell into a deep sulk. I'm not going to
1: speak to any of them. She thought. Sophie, How old is said, I did my best. Haven't you noticed that your aches and pains have been better lately? Or do you enjoy having those too?
0: Sophie did not answer. Howell gave her up and
1: turned to Percival. I'm glad to see that you have some brain after all, he said. You had me worried. I really. Don't remember very much, Percival said, but he stopped
0: behaving like a half-wit. He picked the guitar up and tuned it. It had... he had it sounding much nicer in seconds. My sorrow revealed, Howell said pathetically.
1: I was born an unmusical Welshman. Did you tell Sophie all of it, or do you really know what she... The witch was trying to find
0: out. As we know, all Welshmen are incredibly unmusical.
1: Right. She wanted to know about Wales, said Percival. I thought that was it.
0: Howell said soberly.
1: Ah, well.
0: He went away into the bathroom where he was gone for the rest of the next two hours. During that time, Percival played a number of tunes on the guitar in a slow, rueful way, as if he was teaching himself how to, while Michael crawled about the floor with a smoking rag, trying to get rid of the weed killer. Sophie sat in the chair and said not a word. Councifer kept bobbing up and peeping at her and going down again under his logs. Howl came out of the bathroom with his suit glossy black and his hair glossy white. In a cloud of steam smelling like gentians?
1: What the hell is that? They're coming up with flowers. Oh, wait, 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 wait no, 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 Weren't those those flowers, remember? They're the, like way early, way early on. That, 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 I think that word was used before and they're like a certain type of flower. Oh, I guess, yeah. I, th- I think so. I may be back quite late. He said to Michael... It's going to be midsummer day after midnight, and the witch may, well, try something. So keep all the defenses up, and remember all that I told you, please. All right.
0: Michael said, putting the steaming remains of the rag in the sink.
1: Howell turned to Percival. I think I know what's happened to you, he said. It's going to be a fair job sorting you out, but I'll have a go tomorrow, after I get back.
0: Howell went to the door with his hand on the knob.
1: Sophie, are you still not talking to me?
0: He asked miserably. Sophie knew Howell could sound unhappy in heaven if it suited him, and he had just used her to get information out of Percival. No, she snarled. Howl sighed and went out. Sophie looked up and saw that the knob was pointed black down. That does it, she thought. I don't care if it is Midsummer Day tomorrow. I'm leaving. Whoa. hearty, haughty! And we only have one chapter left
1: one chapter
0: so crazy so we have we have to go from she she hates Howell's guts to she's madly in love with him yep in less than 20 I mean, pages
1: yeah I was like to be fair we we kind of see little glimpses of it in the movie but that's kind of how it goes in the movie too. like it right up until that very last like moment of of like despair well, she and what, doesn't. She doesn't show that she cares about Hal, like.
0: right? Well, and what, what's what's interesting to me is the the highlight of the difference between the film and the book, because we don't ever really get that. Like, one, what Howl says in the book is very apt, right? Like, how how could someone under a a ridiculously powerful spell like that come into his house and him not know about it? Right. Right, and, 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 and then more so, why would Calcifer not have told him?
1: Right, right.
0: And then uh, above and beyond that, uh, if, if there was this cursed woman in his house, like why would Howell not have tried to remove the curse? Yeah. So it's, it's all a bunch of things that you don't really think about until you're presented with it in that direction. You're like, oh my, oh my God, that, that makes sense. As to- It
1: all comes together.
0: (laughs) It all comes together, just, yeah. And what ends up, what ends up uh, being the, the case is that the Sophie feeling like she deserves to be old and that she's, she's better off as an old woman is is much less much more subtle i guess in the film
1: yeah and yeah it really is no they don't really touch on that like it being but it's but it's visu- it's visually presented Yes. whereas
0: as she feels more and more like she deserves happiness and she deserves her, her her fortune as as the language is used in the book as she feels more and more like she deserves those things she 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 becomes younger and younger in the in the movie but then in in the book this is presented by like she 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 wants howl to be untrustworthy and to be avoidative right she she yeah. wants to be old and achy so that she she has these these excuses for why things are the way that they are and now at this last moment uh, she's she's being presented with a different reality, the reality of like what Howells actually been doing all this time. He's never yeah. really courting Letty, right? Right. Um, and and all of the different things he's done to try and cure her, it it it's sort of a kick in the pants, right? Like.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, no. Well, it completely shatters her narrative of Howell.
0: Right. Her entire reality of howl becomes like, this like
1: he he's this the, the entire book to Sophie, he's this selfish, self-centered Slitherer, slitherer outer outer right. you know, never completes anything, never tries to help anybody. Like it's just howl. It's howl, 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 howl howl. And but in reality, sh- she <laughs> has so
0: much she has so much uh, innate ability with magic that she's not just lying to herself. She's literally manifesting a reality around herself that's so powerful that Howell can't even refute it. Right. right. Right? Like he's talking about like I tried to remove the curse and I can't. You
1: must yeah. like it being that way. Right? It's actually a really interesting uh, narrative on how people use their problems as an excuse as to why their problems a, exist. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's like, these are my problems, and, and that's what it is. I can do nothing about it. They're, they're there, and they'll never go away. And it's like, well, yeah, they're there, but if you wanted them to go away, so not in all cases, but in most cases, if you wanted them to go away, you, they could.
0: So, do you, do you remember Ray William Johnson, yeah? rwj
1: rwj equals three
0: so the he had he had a little hit a little skit like way back in the day i think it was him it was either him it was either him or jack's films i don't know one of these one of these older older youtube jack's films
1: is so solid yeah
0: he's pretty good i i i enjoy him um one of the one of the things that uh there was a There was a skit that one of them did, and there was like this indoctrinating thing that was going on i don't I don't remember the full context of it, but um I am my problems, my problems are me, I am my problems, my problems are me <laughs> like I don't remember that's the full what, i mean that context of it yeah. but that's that's exactly how most of us end up thinking
1: yeah, oh absolutely, yeah, I fall into that trap all the time, dude like i, I I'll find myself thinking about all the things that have gone wrong and i'm like well that's what it is we can't do anything about it well Well, that's totally wrong and
0: even and even more so than that is that we usually end up looking at these things in in the matter of like yeah like there's nothing i can do about it or i you know i'm here i have to deal with it myself or you know it, it, it just it is what it is like like with sophie it's, it's oh i'm 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 the eldest i'm the eldest child so this is the way things are for the eldest child i just have to deal with it yeah right so and that's and that's how most of us end up taking that that notion with ourselves as well as like like oh i i made my bed now i have to lie in it no fucking remake your fr- friggin remake your bed right like yeah fix the fix the damn sheets like do, yeah fluff up your pillows a little bit
1: just because the problem exists doesn't mean it can't go away
0: right like the the manifestation of a problem is not the absolute of a problem right like just because it it comes into being doesn't mean it has to be there forever yeah we uh we we have a lot of discussions in the discord about like self-development and and personal personal development yeah yeah and one of the one of the common things like we just we had a discussion about the differences between power and and greatness right Mm. like you and i talked a little bit about this when i saw you on sunday yeah um and great question and the obviously we always we almost always equate power to greatness right like they are they are akin to each other (laughs)
1: did you lose your you lose your microphone there buddy yeah my mic popped out. <laughs> there's gonna be a huge spike in audio right there. Sorry, that's all good um
0: but there is this there's this idea that well power and greatness are almost always parallel to each other like if you if you have power, people will always associate that with some level of greatness, and people right. will always assume that you have to have power to achieve greatness or you know the other way around and what i yeah, thought yeah, yeah. was interesting is that the majority of people in the discord actually almost everyone in the discord s- used the term greatness is given to you yeah which is which is objectively I- impossible like no one can make you great but people see it yeah. as a thing of perspective because most of us will never achieve any sort of greatness in our lives. That's a that's a sad fact. But the reason well, yeah. why, because greatness just, is yeah. greatness is not something that is is. I don't want to say it's not difficult to achieve, but with work, anyone
1: can achieve greatness to a scale, Some, right? some level, yes, yeah, right. level of greatness. It might not be like the great. You're the greatest in the world, but it's like. Amongst you and your yours your and peers your peers and whatever else yeah two right. hundred you are the greatest
0: yeah right like you you can you can achieve a scalable Gre- level great, of greatness
1: greatness is scalable
0: right, and greatness is yeah, I would say that greatness is usually associated with some level of of power, but not not always right yeah. like uh, well no no it, it always it always is, but most of the time it's greatness is is achieved through internal power whereas external power is achieved through greatness if that makes sense so if you are to have power over things and people, you have to have an internal power that leads to greatness of some kind right but most people responded that greatness is something that is given to you and i think that that's interesting phrasing and i and i i only bring it up cuz most almost everyone use the word given yeah and and i brought this up with the discord as well is that when you when when we talk about the great people throughout history there's a common cliche amongst them and that's that's things like like history doesn't doesn't wait for you to ask permission right or or yeah. or or greatness greatness doesn't sit around and and wait for you to grab it, right? Like yeah. it's a cliche, but it's 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 true. Like the people who achieve greatness of of any kind, go out and they they grab it, they seize it, they they, they, they grab it by the the, the short and curly's and they pull on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. They see something they want, and they they go for it, and they do whatever it takes to get it. Right, and. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's a, bad right?
0: Thing. Because greatness is also not something that falls underneath a, a dichotomy of of good and evil, right? Yeah. Like you can you can be uh, do something that is g- great, but it's destructive, right? Like nuclear bombs create a great and and gigantic reaction. Um, right. It's not a good reaction, and it's it's not something that any of us wants to be around to see, but. I mean I mean some of us might but most of us would yeah. not want to be there to watch a nuclear bomb go off.
1: Yeah, no, definitely not.
0: And there are there are certain d- historical dictators that even though they were not good men, they were great men. They were they were they were bastards for sure or they were bad dudes, but we can't we them. can't deny that they were they were great. They
1: achieved some level of greatness, right?
0: Like there was a level of greatness there, and for certain, they didn't sit around and wait for somebody to tell them it was all right.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: So, if you can if you can achieve great evil without permission, then it stands to reason you can also achieve great good without permission, and it does yeah. not require audience either. That's, that's, that's an important thing is that like if, if
1: actually I, I'll, I'll even, I'll counter that and say, typically it won't until it's, until you're done or until you, I, I'll go, I'll go one
0: step further is that greatness usually happens when people are not looking. Right. Like it's, it's, it is almost a, a prerequisite
1: Because, because it's not, it's not like a, okay, and now something great has happened. It's, it's days, weeks, months, years, decades of, of pain and suffering and work. And then greatness happens. Like it's, it's this, it's, it's the climb to the, to the summit of Mount Everest. You know, it's, it's painful. It's you don't think you're going to make it every step of the way until you do and and then once you do that's great like that is but but like i don't remember i don't remember if it's from a
0: movie or if it's from if it's something that somebody said um but well obviously somebody had to have said it but there's there's a quote that's in my head that's uh there's an older man talking to a younger man and the younger man asks him because you brought up mount everest and the the younger man asks him why he wants to climb mount everest yeah and and he says so that i can be the first man to climb mount everest and then he says okay well then what are you gonna what are you gonna do he says, well, I'll climb it again. He says, but why? And he says, so I could be the first man to climb Mount Everest twice. He says, okay, well, then, wh- then what are you going to do? He says, I'm going to climb it again. He says, why? And he says, so I could be the first man to climb Mount Everest three times. Right? So right. there is this, w- when you talk about the scalability of greatness, um, it, is, it is very much, it, it is, is a journey with no no destination but more like mile markers right yeah. the destination Red for great the destination for greatness and success since we're since we're on this track the destination for greatness and success is death
1: as with everything
0: <laughs> right but but okay. we have we have this idea in our heads that we 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 were born we we get to spend a couple of three years you know from from like birth to six or seven years old just hanging out with family and then we go to school until we're we're in our late teens and then from our late teens onward we either go to more school or we work or in the modern day we I don't know sit at home and complain about how our college degrees aren't getting us work but we but we up until this recent this recent point we basically just okay we're gonna work 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 and then we're gonna retire and then there that's like that's the end goal like retiring is the end goal for people yeah but like for me you should take small moments to relax and live your life until it's done so if if your life if your life and your job is so all-consuming that you can never that you have to wait until you're 70 to do anything you're better off being homeless right like you're better off like living living on the streets and being a nomad of some kind (laughs) like if if that is the if that is the idea for an ideal life then why even get started
1: well, uh, so I actually I kind of have a counter to that. As I, if that's what you want, then that's great.
0: Yeah, but I I I pretense with a job you don't like. Why why oh, go yeah, okay, why go yeah, yeah. to work Sorry, every right, day you're right. until you're like even like even if you're passionate because there are people who are passionate about things that I will never understand. Like I met a, I, I met a guy um a while back um up in seattle who like we stopped off at a mcdonald's while we were up there just to to get some fries because we were going back to our airbnb we were, wanted some fries right so we yeah, stopped yeah. off and we were talking to the manager because there there was a i don't remember exactly what the problem was mm-hmm. but there was a problem and we we're talking to the manager and he was like he's like hey, i'm sorry you know what i'll 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 give you an extra fry to, 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 and we we're like nah, it's all right you know shit happens whatever it is <clears throat>
1: stuff happens
0: stuff happens yeah family friendly podcast um and he 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 came out like like we we we, we were talking because uh, it, it ended up being like 15, 15 minutes that we were standing there and he was coming back and talking to us uh you know every every once in a while and at some right. point, there was like a three or four minute stint of the conversation where we were talking about like how long he'd work there, um, if he liked his job. And he 100% wanted to be a career manager at a McDonald's. He loved working for the company. Like he, he had this dream as a kid that he was going to run a McDonald's and own a McDonald's franchise. And that he was, he was going to make sure that every customer left happy. And that people were going to love coming in there and getting burgers. And, and having happy meals with their kids and all these other things. And I was like, right. see, that's, that's, that's so insane to me. That we, like, we, we force people. like There are clearly people who will enjoy jobs like that yeah yeah, yeah. that 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 is but we, we but we force people into working into jobs that they hate and we create this stigma around things like oh if you if you do this thing then 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 you're lesser right yeah when <clears throat> when like as long my my whole my whole shtick is if you hate your job I don't really care how good the money is. Like if, you, if, you're, if your passion is making money and you work a job that you make great money and that money is enough to overcome how much you hate the job and you are yeah. a happy and fulfilled person because you make a, a, a butt ton of money, great, good for you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. But if you work a terrible job, make terrible money, and you go home miserable every day,
1: you're doing it wrong. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> like <laughs> I was literally living that <laughs> very a very short time ago. Um it, like
0: Yeah, less than less than two months ago actually.
1: Uh less than three months ago.
0: Less than three months ago, actually, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, i and it's like I get it. There there are some times where you just have to do something that, that you don't right. like and I'm not and I'm not, to and I'm get, not saying to, get to but there's, you should have a, you should have a means. Like, it should be a means to an end, not the end if you hate it. Right, well, and there, and there, shouldn't, and, be, and there shouldn't be any absolutes and, in your life. Yeah, I was like, and there's no reason to not move on.
0: Right. Well, and, and that's like, one, one of the big things that, in that vein of thought is if you hate what you do. But you need to be doing it for the moment. That's fine. Don't let yourself get miserable because it's it's a necessity. And don't make stupid, crazy, brash decisions just for the sake of your own vanity. That's not what I'm saying. If you have to work a job you don't like so you can get back on your feet or so that you can get started, do what is necessary but have a plan. Yeah. Have an end goal. Don't have your your plan stretch to only as far as, oh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and go to work. Right. Because that, that's, you're never going to be happy if you do that. But also don't pigeonhole yourself like, oh man, if I don't become an astronaut and I'm not the fifth guy ever to set foot on Mars, I'm just going to blow my brains out because I'm miserable. That's not a good way to live either.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely not
0: open yourself up to the possibility of of differentiation right like let's say you you want to be an animator for disney that's a lofty goal and working for disney sucks okay I, like i don't i don't want to like degrade anything, but I, I know several people who animate for Disney and as much as they love the environment and they love what they get to do, which this is, this is what we're talking about, they, they love the work enough and they make enough money that they're okay with the crappy work conditions. Yeah. So you, it balances out enough that they're like, this is great. But if you're not so incredibly passionate about working specifically for Disney that may not be the path for you but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to be an animator who makes great things right like yeah, yeah, there exactly. if there are YouTube way people way to go
1: way, way to go to kill us ever working with Disney by the way Jim. I know
0: I'm sorry I mean it is what it is um <laughs> Uh, you can tell how bad I feel about the loss of potential for endorsement from from Disney. You know,
1: I'm just saying, man. You, <laughs> you shot us in the foot there. That but I,
0: look, that. I'm just relaying information. If Disney wants to work with us, I don't know why they would. But if Disney wants to work that's, with us, look, I will work with them.
1: That's too. That's too much. All right. <laughs> no, I mean, I like relay, literally all of you can't Disney. Relay information. Somebody at
0: Disney is going to listen to this. All of their animators are going to be fired tomorrow because they they can't find out which ones I'm talking about. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. But you were saying sorry no
0: no no. you're good you're good it's you you need to you need to give yourself a breadth right like you need to have you need to have a a a spectrum of things that you're willing to look at because there are dozens not not many mind you but there are dozens of guys who taught themselves animation or, or or who taught themselves even even flash animation who went on to have huge careers in, in YouTube and in, and in indie game development. And right. now it's still a small substrata of people who are passionate about this. But you also have to realize that if you're going to be a part of that substrata, you have to put in the work. The difference between people who succeed in a space that you want to be in and people who don't is the people who put in the work with a small, minor, minor uh, aberrancy... For the people who have crap handed to them yep. which it should be pointed out in anything you do because we we all we're all like oh there's all these people that get stuff handed to them that is that is one percent of one percent of point zero zero one percent of people most people do it, not no, have things is, handed to them
1: i was like it is the exception not the rule
0: yeah but because the exceptions are so prominent and they're usually usually when somebody has something handed to them they're a lot more boisterous and proud of that thing right like they have a lot of unearned pride so they're very loud and and vocal about their pride in that thing
1: it's kind of ironic actually
0: right like interestingly enough uh, i'm not gonna go too far into it because i don't know exactly how much i'm allowed to talk about it but the guy the guy who made the the game downward with the little owl right it's it's a it's a little platformer game that we that we uh, Black Dragon Tavern um, we supported their Kickstarter, um, and I played it on stream. It's a little it's a little pl- platformer owl. And uh, what's what's the owl's name? In downwards. <laughs> any any which way, it's a, it's a really neat and well put together game. Right. And it, and the guy the guy who made it is brilliant and he made it all by himself he like he did almost everything in the game by himself and it's incredibly well put together it's a passion project he's been working on over like the last four or five years like that's impressive and uh and his kick kickstarter just got succeeded which by the way if you guys if you guys haven't um like checked out the the game yet it's called downward it's d-o-w-n space w-a-r-d um, and it's it's got all kinds of really unique mechanics that I've never seen in games before, all these other things. But this guy has been working on it for so long because he doesn't like talking about his work or promoting himself. And that's yeah. more indicative of people who are proud of the things that they do. Like, I have I have a, a, a metric butt-ton of, of poetry and fiction that I've written. And it's not like I, I'm writing fan fiction here. Like, I went to school for this stuff. I learned how to write fiction and poetry uh, and, and lore in school. Like, that's what yeah. I went to school for.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I have all of this stuff that I've made that just sits there because I, I don't think that it's good enough to put out...
1: Self self promotion is the difference between uh, the Ansel Adams of the world and
0: uh, and the mo and the Bo, Bo of the world.
1: Yeah, there you go. I don't know how that is. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bo McGuntry doesn't exist. I made him up for point of the metaphor, but <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. no, I, there's an actual photographer I was trying to think of that uh lewis hines lewis hines yeah i've never heard. Well, of granted him. two two totally different like areas of photography and what, why they use photography but po- point being like you 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 think of like old school landscape photographers you think of ansel adams like ever, even if you don't aren't into photography you've you, seen you something prob- by ansel adams you've probably heard of or know who ansel adams is that's
0: the guy that's one of the guys that did, that did all of the the photos in new york right Yosemite. Who's the guy that did all of the, the New York like workman photos back in the day? Trying um, to
1: remember the dates. Like There, there was were, a couple of them. There was there, there was, was a couple. like
0: three photographers who literally were the documenters of the rise of the skyline of New York.
1: Yeah. And their work I, is I crazy. I, I, have a, I have a book. Uh, that has their names in it. I don't remember specifically at this moment, right? But yeah, I, I know, I know what you mean. But uh, man, I had a point. I lost it.
0: <laughs> well, you were you were saying that you you there are there are people who are willing to put in the work and oh, promote no, 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 no. what they're doing.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I was like that. I I have a I have a huge. It's not even put. It's just like I have a huge problem with self promotion. Like I don't think. Any work that I do is good. So I don't like I barely even post on social media anymore because I have such little faith in my own work, which is weird because like I'll know certain things are good. And I'm like, yeah, this this is good. But I'm like, well, but it's not that good. You know, like it could be better. So I like I don't even it, it, it's it's a horrible, horrible mindset to be in because You'll never be good enough for yourself. So, so you'll you you can't. And this is like I'm I'm I am actively trying to get this out of my head because it is a real problem. But you like you just have to do it. Yeah. Go out, make it happen. Uh, I feel like we got. I feel like we went off on like. 15 different tangents in the last but, 18 minutes. But they
0: are all still pertinent to Sophie wanted her reality to be that she would fail because she was the eldest. And she manifested that around every corner up to this point. And yeah, now we're seeing true. we're seeing for certain that she has manifested. That at every given point, the curse is unbreakable. She can't figure out how to break Howell's curse. She's old. She's she's grumpy. She like she has justification for all of these things, right? Yeah. Like yeah, she yeah, yeah. she even killed her flowers, use it and created the exact opposite of a fertile flower, which is weed killer. Yeah. Right. Like she she has, and it's such a it's a sublime metaphor for how powerful your opinion of yourself is because if it's too high you're gonna fail and if it's too low you're gonna fail like this is one area where you do not have a whole lot of margin for error like you have to you have to get to know you well enough to go hey man like i can bench i can bench 100 pounds right because because if you're like oh no i can only bench 50 you're never gonna get any stronger And you're going to constantly sit there and be like, "Yep, I can only do 50 and I'm never going to get any stronger. I actually
1: used to do, I actually used to be like that when (laughs) I was doing a lot of weight training. It wasn't until like the last uh, two years that I, that really changed for me. And I, and I started just like pushing and like getting progress. And And then, yeah, I, I I stuck myself. I was like, well, yeah, that's. That's just what I. That's what I can do. That's what I can do. <laughs> well, that's and all a, I can do.
0: And there are there are limits to the body. So obviously, be careful, be safe. But at the at the same time, then you have you have people who are at the opposite end who also never get stronger because they're constantly tearing muscles, and and hurting themselves because they're going too hard at the gym, yeah. right? And obviously, this is a, a physical balance. metaphor for a mental problem, but it, it all it all still exists in your head, because like let's say let's say. You have you have the guy who's doing 50 on the bench and then you have the guy who's doing 200 on the bench. The guy who's doing 200 is beating the hell out of himself. And he's having to take two, three days off from the gym because he, he, he hurt himself. He, like, he, he's like he's taking a lot of time to heal. Yeah. And then the guy who's doing 50 is going still every day, but he's not getting any stronger because he's not he's not doing anything that is forcing his muscles to to be uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But then you have the guy who's benching 150, right? Who's, who's, and, and it's right there at the edge where when he's doing those last couple ones, he feels, he feels the burn and he's a little bit sore the next day, but not so sore that he can't go back and do it again. Right. So this guy who was doing, doing 10 reps of, of 150 versus the guy who is was doing uh, 20 reps of 200. Now now he's done 10 reps of 150, one, two, three, four times in the amount of time that this one guy did 20 reps of 200. Right. So you, you, you have to set, step back and give yourself perspective. And this is what I meant by be, be willing to, to give yourself a, 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 a wide breadth of perspective when you're trying to figure out stuff that you want to do. Because you, you may look at it and go like, oh, well, that guy can do 20 reps with 200 but where that guy did twenty reps with two hundred, over a course of of four days, right, where he had to take three days off, you yeah. did, you did forty reps of one hundred and fifty, right, right,
1: yeah. Perspective is an important thing. Perspective is is it's painfully important, and, and uh, it's a huge problem. It, Today, people don't know how to take a step back and have a little perspective uh that isn't theirs that that on so many things uh, whether like physically themselves or like mentally like where they're at and like what they're capable of and what they can be capable of and and just what other people's problems and other people are going through and how other people are dealing with things like it's so difficult I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I don't do it too but it's so difficult for people to just take a step back and and think like what's what's that person's journey like? What's going on with them? What's what's happening with them? Like, why are they where they are?
0: Well, and and a big a big problem with that. And, and we should we should end up here, but the you don't want to you don't
1: want an hour and forty minute.
0: Podcast. No, I don't. Um, but because <laughs> I I have to edit it. Uh, but the the on the on the on the point of the last say hundred years everybody who has gotten famous or even infamous didn't really do it on their own like even even as persistent as elvis was right like he still had to be picked by by one of the early record companies right like somebody still had to to point him out and pick him same thing with the beatles right like there, there might have been a hundred bands who were like the beatles around that time well,
1: uh, so actually, I, I, and I know you have a point, but actually, I have an interesting point about the Beatles and as to why they did get picked. Because before they were the Beatles, they played this club in Germany. Yeah. Where they literally, they played eight hours or ten hours a day or night, whatever, for like four months straight. Like every day. Just just playing, just playing, just playing. Like and they had to come up with new ways to do songs and new like and just like so many different songs and like it, it it's it's kind of funny actually. Like it's kind of like it's like that's why the Beatles were the Beatles. Was because right. they, they had that they had that instance where they played that club. For x amount of time, it could be less or more than four months. I don't really remember, um, but it was every day for hours and hours and hours, and they just played and played and played and played. Back to your point, sorry, I just thought like. No,
0: no, no. Like they, that, interesting that's interesting point. It's it's valid on the point though, because part of the point is that if you put in the work, you'll get there. But the reason why we have this delusion of you know, if if it's taking too much time, it's not working is because we, we have this, this constant, uh, upheaval of, of perspective because of how fast this stuff happens. Like we don't ever document the growth. Like we see a little bit more of it nowadays with like YouTubers and TikTok people, but it's, it's a little bit, it's it's still kind of jarring because people still blow up overnight, and we yeah, just assume like, like oh if it doesn't happen overnight then it's it's a
1: problem. That's what I was going to say. I actually, disagree with that. Nowadays it's even worse, is because you you get people who do put some work in and they work at it for two or three or four or five years, sometimes more, but like it's usually around that range nowadays. Right. It's bet- I would say between two and five years, and then they they like something just kind of like hits and then boom they're they're there. Yeah. But like too often now you have people who didn't do that. Like, they kind of started a year or so ago and then like they have this like niche or they get that one one thing which and don't get me wrong it it probably was something that they worked on for years prior and then now it's being recorded and put on the internet. But so I, I guess they still kind of put in the work, but stuff happens. That, that still that still actually adds to my point. Is like, there's always a backstory, right. whether you see it or not. There's always well, and there's <laughs> always a journey. So it, it's it's nine and a half times out of ten.
0: It's funny because that's one of the reasons why I uh, why I've never really pursued putting out. Like once once I once I can justify like putting together a whole book and putting it out and printing it you know for whatever reason once i get there then then i'll i'll I'll, you know worry about my writing but one of the biggest reasons why i've never really put writing as a priority or as something i want to do as a career i get literally 15 to 20 messages a day not a week not a month a day from people on TikTok and Instagram and through email of people going oh hey I'm a writer I'm writing a movie I'm writing a book I'm writing I'm writing a novel I'm writing you know I, so many people who hit me up they're like oh I'm writing these things and I wanted your opinion I wanted you to consult on these things like all of these all of these different people and some of them write decently, like some of them write decently, but most of, mo- like 90% of the people who message me, their, their, their writing is, is inelegant and unrefined. And because of the, the way that we, the way that the information highway works, people who are not skilled writers can become published and can have their work blow up without really any any amount of work in behind it.
1: Yeah. Well, you saw that with uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Perfect F- example. Fifty Shades
0: of Grey and Twilight. One
1: of, well, uh, well was, uh, like, because, yeah, Twilight's campy. I, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's, it's campy.
0: Well, it's... Because the, it's, the it's,
1: books... It's not no, well No, no written. The, the movies are really bad the movies are really, really bad. The books are are written for teens, right? Like, it, like it's it's written for someone in that stage of their life to be able to relate to and comprehend. So, so it's not complex. It's not elegant because it sh- can't be. It wouldn't have sold if it was. Like that I, wasn't I, its intention. I, that's uh, not true. Uh, I, 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 it is though.
0: Christopher Christopher Paoloini. Uh, the guy who wrote um, uh, the Inheritance series, Aragon,
1: nowhere near as as popular as Twilight.
0: I will. I agree with you. nowhere, nowhere near, as popular. near the
1: level of, of 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 like sale volume, and and that's why. Right. Because because that book is very well written. It is very elegant. It is, you know, the it, it is a very like. Well-written book. I mean, especially for what he was a fifteen, sixteen-year-old kid when he wrote the first one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and, and that's that's my point though. Is like because Fifty Shades of Grey is trash, just shit, great trash. garbage. Yeah. Sh- shouldn't, but uh, man, I actually totally forgot the point I was getting at here.
0: Uh, we Twilight. Twilight sold well because it was written for. No, that no, demographic. I know.
1: But uh, what was what was our other what was our main point behind?
0: Oh, I was I was talking about how
1: I, I don't. Oh, want how, to... how writer bad writers can be published. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fifty Shades of Gray is is the perfect example for that because that is actually terrible writing. Like the characters are just just plain awful, total just poorly garbage. written,
0: poorly interacted. Yeah, I there's
1: agree. there's no actual character development anywhere there's no story arc whatsoever uh, and i don't care that it's a romantic w- novel i don't care that's that <laughs> romantic that's poor novel. whatever yeah. yeah that's poor writing you need to have character development character arcs you need to have an actual story arc like there like there has there, to be something look, 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 there has to be I wrote, and, I wrote,
0: I wrote, and we're, we shouldn't be talking about this on the family podcast, but uh, I well, wrote I wrote better smut than that when I was 17, okay? Geez. I'm just going to throw that out there.
1: I was like, you're just taking it to a whole other level, aren't
0: you? I, look, that's what it is, all right? It's, it's they're it's bean flicker novels, if you will.
1: Right, well, but, and that, like, again, that, that's... That's not to say that like you can't write something like that and it be of a quality book, but um, yeah, I, like there there are other examples of, of really poorly written well, books. and that and that's that the thing is
0: like I don't want to be I don't want to be just one more and, and it's, it might be an excuse that I'm using and it probably is, but I don't I don't want to be a, just one more person who's like oh I'm a writer right like I I, yeah. I don't think I've well it, no that, don't think I've ever that introduced is myself. As a writer, in
1: years, probably not. Yeah, no. It definitely, it definitely is an excuse because you know that that wouldn't be how you went about it. Yeah, that that hundred percent. I like. I, I well, I can't think of m- multiple ex- of excuses I have as to why I'm not, uh, you know, doing photography full time. Um, I'm just a scrub. That's why okay we have rambled on for far too long yes. <laughs> we need to in this this is this is two podcast lines <laughs> thank you guys
0: so much for joining us for this extra long an entirely family-friendly episode of endless epic um you can follow we my brother we can follow my brother over on uh instagram at an sean a-n-n-n-s-e-a-n as well as on tiktok at the real thick Jesus and twitter at real thick yeezus and of course you can follow me on the things at real slim Jesus on uh instagram and twitter and at the real slim Jesus on tiktok and of course black dragon tavern on all of the things as well um you can also follow us on patreon which a uh, big shout out to all of our patreon supporters who get the podcast approximately a week early <laughs> <laughs> Um, and who also get a plethora of other things like access to the uh, lore book that I am writing and Fay Fox Art is illustrating, as well as to uh, a uh, more adult podcast called uh, who, the F- who the Frig Asked You, which will only be available through Patreon yeah. for the time being um as well as a bunch of other stuff i did like i literally i make all kinds of extra stuff and then i just throw it up on patreon because you guys are throwing money at me over there so i'm just like here's the things that i'm making <laughs> that i that i don't put out anywhere else um and yeah thank you to everybody who listens on a weekly basis we love you guys thank you to all of our podcast subscribers and reviewers you guys are spectacular and uh marcus and thanks to our official reviewer, Marcus, who is, uh, you know, is a heck of a guy. He is. He's British, but we don't hold it against him. No, never. Uh, <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I've been Castle. He's been Smith. And we he's hope it. you guys have enjoyed the show. Stay bloodthirsty. And remember, All hit. the Black Dragons. And we will see you guys next time.
1: Bye-bye. On Dragon Ball Z
0: on Dragon Ball Z.
2: And we're live. It's Saturday night.
0: I mean, I've been live for a little bit somewhere. I don't, I don't, I don't know yeah. what.
1: Well, I'm live right now.
0: Somebody, somebody uh, will be listening to this on a Saturday night, and they'll feel like we included them.
1: Exactly. That was mine. But that's exactly what I was thinking. That's why I said that. Why did that? You welcome Saturday night people.
0: <laughs> Saturday night people. So. Saturday night all people. you saturday night people out there
1: well because this comes out on friday you have to imagine some people will listen to it on friday but the majority probably saturday sunday
0: yeah so uh, uh we, we we've had do we want to talk about
1: the last chapter at all
0: do we want to talk about the last chapter i don't even know what happened we blasted because through that so fast i, don't even I was know like because we
1: didn't talk about it at all
0: right yeah i, uh, I don't even um, i don't even know what happened
1: Well, I mean, more or less, Sophie just gets kind of angry
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels like it feels like a and you'll- you'll forgive me for the metaphor It feels like a time of the month chapter, you know Ooh. Sophie's really, really grumpy through the whole thing, and everybody
1: like kind of avoids her a little bit, like and Miss Angorian pops back in for a minute and tries to steal Hal's guitar. We find out that she thinks Hal's guitar is her fiance's guitar. We find out that she Bain.
0: says that she thinks it's his guitar.
1: Well yeah. That was a weird I don't understand what that differentiation was for. Because it well
0: it's 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 relevant for later. Is it? Yeah.
1: don't recall well there you go then
0: yeah i mean there's there's not there's not a whole lot to be to be talked about um sophie does end up uh furthering howl's curse a little bit
1: well that's right yeah yeah. she grows she grows a
0: baby mandrook mandrake Mandrake. Uh, that happens. Mandrake uh, by the way, just as a as a as a you and me conversation thing, that's all right as the as a like a back end uh, note. For Marcus conversation. Yeah, for Marcus, because I know that it's like Marcus and Selena. I know who are listening all the way to the end. So, like, it's really just for Marcus and Selena, if we're being honest. <laughs>
1: well,
0: I mean, you know, that's fine. <laughs> um. It's like a little conversation with him. actually if you if you guys are i no i think ray- i think Ray listens to the end too, I think Ray listens to the end I think Wolf might as well uh um, yeah
1: a whole ton of people I know
0: there's a whole like three or four people that I am aware of <laughs> who uh who listen to the end anyways um we had a conversation uh Faye and I did about um The lore videos that I've been putting out on on YouTube. Right. Because it seems like when I do the like shorter, easy to digest things, um, it it gets to more people. More people get to see it. And when I do the longer, more in-depth dives into lore and history and
1: myth, tends not to do that well. You, You know, well what you should do then is just do the quick easy bite ones and then do one a month of like a big deep dive that you just put together over the course of that month well
0: what we were thinking actually was i I was going to just start doing like five short videos um in in this mythical world where i pretend i put out five videos per week uh Uh, five, four or five short videos and then do like one big lore video per week. But mm-hmm. we're, we were thinking like some of the people who really want this content don't ever actually even get to see it because YouTube doesn't send out the notifications. Like I am subscribed right. to my own channel on uh, a second YouTube channel and I don't even get the notifications when I, when
1: I put up a video. Yeah, I, I don't ever get your notifications when you put out a new video, ever. Which is Never. which is which is, is crazy because I have and I and I have the bell dinged. Yeah. So as we're told to do.
0: Right. <laughs> so it, it it's it's more than a little bit ridiculous that their their whole system just doesn't work. But what we were thinking is to just put them out through the blog and through Patreon, like the big lore videos out through the blog and Patreon, and just mention to people that that's where they are. Because I also get a lot of, like, weird people in the comments of those videos who are, like, trying... Like, they. it would be one thing if they're just commenting, like, oh, this video sucks, it's awful. But they, like, go around to other people in the comments and try and convince them to stop watching my videos. Because what I'm talking about isn't widely accepted lore and mythology and i'm like yeah i said that at the start of the video i bring that up literally in every video i start out the videos by saying you've probably never heard this version of the story before and there's one guy who's given me credit for like making up like the entirety of of myth in the world which is cool and i wish i could take credit
1: (laughs) well i mean according to that guy
0: but yeah, so like uh, this, uh, it came up because of that. This guy's going around to all of my videos and basically like accosting people in the comments. Um, block him, delete him. Well, but the thing is, is like that's not the first time that it's happened. Like you get these people so who block are. Them, delete
1: them. <laughs> no, no, no I, I'm I'm serious. Like, don't even play with it. Just. Well, play. I don't even I don't even have to if wanna... they get
0: overly aggressive. If they get overly aggressive in the comment, YouTube's new system automatically hides them so i don't ever block or delete anybody but i if youtube system does it automatically i don't undo it
1: well no and that's that's fine but no you should like i'm not saying if they're like criticizing or like questioning something you've said block them but if they're just being pieces of ish yeah no good reason block them delete them totally like just get rid of them Yeah, I think that solves that problem. Yeah, yeah, no. People's attention spans are short. If they if they don't actually want, like, they're not like seeking a long form. Well, they're not gonna watch a long form.
0: And more more than that, like, I'm more than happy to do like lore. Well, and the funny thing is, is like a lot of the videos this guy was commenting on, like, they're not even like in depth dives into our family's lore. You know, it's it's more it's more like general summaries of lore and mythology combined with like some some general traditions and variations on stories but like there was uh like the the fact that leprechauns are not little people that they're tall like they the one of the videos that uh he commented on one of the people he responded to was talking about how leprechauns are uh, he's like, oh, I didn't know leprechauns were actually really tall and that they hid themselves as trees. Do you have any recommendations for books? And then he went into like how um, our family from Ireland is fake. like we uh, It's a fake clan. And then how um, all the things that I'm saying are stories. They're, it's all fake and it doesn't relate at all in any way to Celtic literature. And I'm like, there are some videos on my channel you 100% could go on there and be like... This is never mentioned, and you would be 100% correct, that in mainline right. lore, not mentioned. Literally, you can Google, you can Google, like, leprechaun origins, I think, if you, I think you can Google leprechaun origins, and you will find stories about leprechauns being tall gangly men that wore red hats, and that would hide, that would stand on their heads, they would bury their heads in the ground, to look like withered trees to hide like but googling's hard <laughs> like it's just it's a fucking i might have it's a befuddlement to me
1: <laughs> i might have to click through to two or three maybe four pages before i find a reference to what you're saying maybe five. right and it would be it- no that's that's what i'm saying well bro that's what i'm saying like you just like you, you the, every time you get someone like that just block and delete them delete Blo- <laughs> all their comments block them
0: well, I, 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 I don't. I don't have to. I don't have to delete them. I can just. I can just hide their. Co- I can hide the user, and then the user can't comment on videos. They can comment, yeah. but the the comments don't show up.
1: Yeah, just do that. Like, don't even give them the platform.
0: I, I, don't, I don't. I don't like doing
1: that though. But you're not. But you're not like, you're keeping the space that you want positive. Right. I guess that's fair. Because criticism, you're not getting rid of, right? And it's it's not the same thing between blocking. I mean, you out can, go, you, can and
0: you can go to the you can go to the um, the Finnish gods video I put, and you can see that I don't I don't block people who criticize me. There are over a thousand comments from people telling me
1: how poorly I produce, pronounce Finnish words. Right. Right. <laughs> Actually, that's that's something entirely different because you do pronounce them terribly.
0: Right, I didn't even like. It's it's still funny to me that I didn't even think like, oh hey, maybe the way that I know these words are said is not correct, and I should look up the the origin language. Nope, my pompous ass just cruised right in there. I was like, nah, I know how to say this shit.
1: Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much effort into it. Like you get people like that, just block them, just hide them, just get rid of them like it's not worth the effort to even respond to them honestly
0: well and i like i just responded to the guy cuz he literally he literally left like 10 comments over a course of like 2 or 3 hours um and i'm like why did you keep coming back if you hate my content that much like
1: <laughs> because they're bored it's not about that's, exact, it, that's exactly that's exactly what sp- face yeah. it <laughs> it's like she's it's like just he's bored and miserable <laughs> No, exactly. They're having bad days, bad weeks, bad months, bad lives, and they have to put it out. It's projection. It's nothing. You, you could, like, you'll, they'll, you're always gonna run into this. It's it, like, dude, people will always project. Real, real quick, real quick.
0: This was this was given to to Faye and I. I, don't and know, I it just says epic. It says, "Hang on." It says bison jerky. It's,
1: Okay, nice,
0: but somebody made the decision to make bison jerky out of uncured bison bacon and then mix in dried cranberries.
1: okay, I love cranberries, but that's weird it's 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 gross is what it is <laughs> like, like I love cranberries, but that's i I, I know we talk about it all the time it's, a, it's a regular point good. of discussion
0: in the community that your your prostate is bulletproof amen like the next time next time a president needs needs like a bodyguard they're just going to put your prostate in between the the world whatever world leader and and everybody else cranberries
1: yeah. cranberries
0: cranberries for, the bullet- for a bulletproof prostate <laughs>
1: All right, it's probably actually extra podcast. Yeah,
0: I mean, to be fair, that's what we're doing. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, to be
1: fair. Is that... <coughs> a...
0: a moment I of silence, silence if you please. Yeah, all right, there you go. Look at you, getting all professional.